What's up, Buttercups? It's Nate with another episode of Talk Court Fantasy Football League podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Tony Coast, the host of 58 West King podcast out there on all of your podcast outlets and the owner of 58W King podcast handle on Twitter. Go ahead and give him a follow. Follow his podcast if you like this kind of content over on his podcast. He's got quite a few more podcasts out there, episodes out there. Uh, super comedic, super real. Get into they get into some real life stuff in there, some comedy stuff. Have some fun, get to know the people, and clown on each other. But a lot of sports content in that podcast. A lot of rankings, uh, personal rankings by him, Matt Graham, uh, Matt Kindle, I believe was on one, and myself also. So you can go check that out and see where we were before the season if you want to go check it out and follow it throughout the season. But in this episode, we covered our draft here in Taco Court Fantasy Football League. Uh, At the beginning, we kind of went over some of the changes we made to the league to COVID-proof our league the best that we could, uh, the best that we can come up with. And then we got into the draft order along with the rosters for each and every team and gave our takes on them. After that, we covered some news and notes on – some additional roster spots that we put out there and my decision on how to come up with our league's champion in the case that something happens with the NFL season getting cut short due to COVID-19, although we do not believe that that will happen. After that, we gave our some of our predictions on who's going to end up being in the championship game this year based off of their roster, initial rosters from the draft and who is going to get the Sacco based off of that as well. And at the end, we get a couple little plugs here and there. Uh, Go check out his podcast, like I said earlier, 58 West King podcast. With 58 West King football, fantasy football podcast on all of your outlets. And give him a follow on Twitter at 58WKingPodcast. You can find this stuff here in the show notes of this podcast, wherever you're listening to it. I hope you guys enjoy. This was fun, and it's good to rag on each other. Let's see where it goes. Season starts today. Have you ever thought about like how funny the word boner is? It is a fun word, and if you're a little kid, it's very misleading because there's no bones involved. So even as an adult, I still find it like extremely hilarious. Like if you just sit there and like say you're by yourself, right? And and you're just sitting there and you're like boner, <laughs> like you just laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one of those words. Oh, man. Oh, no, I was thinking about that today, dude. I was just, like, sitting there, like, doing some spreadsheet shit on my bed. I was, I was just like, what? where did the word boner come from? Like, maybe if, like, one of our listeners or something like that can uh, research the origins of the word boner and comment in, like, Apple Podcast as a review. And, hey, in response to this or in our social channels, um, go ahead and, you know, tag us or, you know, wherever you're finding this link. Um, Read a review or something like that. And tell us. About- I can 
guarantee you that can be arranged. What do you think about the word boner? <laughs> Anyways, we're here to talk draft recap uh, for Taco Court Fantasy Football League. So we just did our draft this last weekend. A um, couple things that we did add out of this to COVID-proof our draft were we changed from names of quarterbacks, individual quarterbacks, to team quarterback. Um, kind of the reason behind it was to, you know, in the instance that a quarterback gets COVID, say Patrick Mahomes, you don't have to worry about rostering, you know, two extra quarterbacks on your roster. I didn't want to really expand the benches for quarterback purposes or anything like that, or have one of us run into like, hey, I like having one quarterback on my roster because that's how we do redraft and risk everybody else grabbing all the other quarterbacks and your backup, All right? So way yeah. to COVID proof it. At least you have the backup of whatever system you're in, so you're not left without one. So uh, when we get through some of this, we'll we'll – you'll understand when you hear Chiefs quarterback or Texans quarterback and stuff like that. So also we did our draft order as a new way. We did a spinning wheel, uh, found a website um, called Wheel of Names and plugged in all the names and recorded it and sent it to everybody. So it was almost like a draft lottery. What were your thoughts on kind of how we did the draft order this year? And then your initial thoughts on how the draft went. I always look look forward to you doing your draft order. Um, I definitely like the creativity with the draft wheel. That was fun. I got the second pick, so I can't really complain. Back to the, uh, the team quarterback, I was a little skeptical at first, but I, I think I like it. You know, I've been in a few leagues where the rosters were expanded, like larger benches. Mm-hmm. And then in a couple of my leagues, we just implemented additional IR spots that can be used for COVID uh, players because they carry that commissioner's designation that allows them to be put there. So I like the creative ways that like the different commissioners are coming up um, with ways to COVID proof their league. So thank you for that. The wheel though was fantastic. Love it. Love the video. It was fun. Look forward to what you're doing next year. Initially we thought of, I was talking with Wayne about it and we're like, yeah, we should get everybody on a zoom and then, you know, life shit happened and things got different and everybody's doing everything. So I was like, I'll just do it and get it up because I think I put it out like a day or two before the draft even started. So um, my bad on that. I felt bad about it. Cause I like to do that stuff like a month or two out. Um, but things are just happening. So, Everybody's busy and stuff, um, but maybe next next year I hope that we can get you know a bunch of people in Zoom, be able to record that whole thing and then piece it out as different pieces of content. Get some, I you know spend five minutes talking about how someone's gonna fuck up the first pick of the draft and all this kind of stuff and just rag on each other, you know, just a quick little hour or something like that and hang out with the guys. So yeah, I don't mind the last minute draft order. Um, that's like a built in alibi for me going into the draft. I, now I have an excuse. I didn't get to mock it a thousand times. Thank you. oh man we'll get into some of the rosters here talk about them and get some of our thoughts on it so we'll go in order of the draft so the draft order was chad tony trey nate josh wayne nick glenn james brandon octavio clint so with the first pick in the draft we'll go over that team and give your thoughts with chad we got the chiefs quarterback so patrick mahomes cmc melvin gordon at running back Kenny Galladay, T.Y., Julian Edelman, Noah Fant, Tariq Cohen, Jerry Judy, Chase Edmonds on his bench, Chase Claypool, Chris Herndon, Reggie Bonafon, Bonaton, Bone, Reggie B., uh, Darrington Evans, the Pats quarterback, Cam Newton, um, as of now, and Steven Sims Jr. Your thoughts on Chad, Tony? Yeah, he drafted CMC. Mahomes and Kenny Galladay and didn't let that hurt his overall depth. And we've talked in the past about how going quarterback early can kind of affect the rest of your roster. His receivers are fine. He got 
Melvin Gordon, Tariq Cohen, which are fine for full PPR. My only issue is that he has three Broncos players, and I don't think that's an offense that's going to be lighting up the scoreboard every week. So that's probably my only issue with his roster, though. Especially at different positions, right? You got the running back, the tight end, and the wide receiver, right? And so yeah. one bad week where they score seven points and your whole your whole roster's shit, right? Like you're not, yeah. especially in this league, we're not going to be able to compete, right? Like maybe in your work leagues, you can do some of that stuff, but I think it really hurts when you get into like competitive leagues where guys have been playing in it for, you know, five, six, seven years all together and stuff like that. So maybe in some of those developmental leagues, like 58 West King, meaty clackers, more like in taco Corp. meaty clackers, OGV, you know, like, <laughs> you know, Hey, you know, the G league's got some players, man. Um, if you want to understand what we're talking about, go over to Champions Dynasty League podcast, and we discussed the different tiers of the four leagues within that league. I should note that in this league, we also so our starting rosters are quarterback, two running backs, three wideouts, a tight end, and two flexes. So those are standard flexes, not super flex. But yeah, I think he's going to be able to compete. I think he's going to have to get something out of like Chase Claypool, who I think he can get something out of, and he's probably going to have to pick up another guy to be able to provide some depth. Because uh, I don't know if you're going to want to be able to play Jerry, Judy, Noah Fant, and Melvin Gordon all in the same. Probably not all at the same time. All right. And with the second pick was Tony. So we'll go over your team. I'll give my feedback first and then you can give yours. So Texans quarterback, Saquon, Cam Akers, DJ Moore, DJ Chark. We're on the DJ train. Uh, we like a lot of D in this in this lineup. We'll, we'll understand that here in a bit. Will Fuller, Kittle, Preston Williams, Deshaun, Jackson, Latavius Murray, Darius Slayton, Damian Harris, uh, Mike Kosicki, Bengals quarterback. So we're looking at Burrow there. Uh, Joshua Kelly, because he's a loser and went to a cheap university. and Very prestigious university. Very prestigious university. If you want to understand how much of a prestigious university he came out of, uh, you can go to 58 West King Podcast. Um, He gave a little intro on that podcast. So um, 58 West King's got some stars you know, making appearances and stuff on there. But my overall, I like that you got Saquon. I think that he should have been the first overall pick anyways. So um, that was really good to see. You sniped me on the Cam Akers, two picks before I was going to get him. Um, I was kind of really triggered about that. Uh, I think you were away during that part in the Zoom session that we were in, but I was freaking livid and yelling at people. And I was asking for you, and you weren't there. So, <laughs> um, DJ. Moore. Oh yeah, I, I was eating dinner. I could hear you guys, but the mic and everything was in the bedroom. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> I was so couldn't even defend myself. I was so triggered. Uh, DJ Chark is going to be the number one there for Minshew, and they're tanking, so he's going to get a lot of targets. Fuller, hopefully, he can stay healthy. Kittle's going to be a monster too. Um, I like the Preston Williams stuff too. Um, Darius Slayton, um, I I do like that pick. Mike Gesicki being able to back up for Kittle. You might even be able to run both of them if you need that flex position field. Um, I really like Gusecki, um long-term upside. Josh Kelly, you know, I'm not a big fan of Eckler. Um, I don't like those kind of running backs. So, you know, he potentially second half of the season, you can see something out of him. Even if, if the Chargers can't compete, I think they're going to compete. I think their defense is stacked. If they're out of contention, he's going to get a lot of run, I think. so. Yeah, they're going to play smart football. You know, they're going to run the ball. They're going to play good defense. Yep. Yeah, I follow the common running back tight end pattern that you see in all the mock drafts from like the top two positions. You know, grab a top running back, you have a top tight end, and you have those advantages. So it was tough to pass on having that advantage on my roster in this draft. Definitely hurt my depth as I have a bunch of best ball, like low floor, high ceiling guys yeah. as a result. I'll definitely be active on the waiver wire um, for a running back or maybe another wide receiver. But 
I'm happy with the team. Yeah, I think he did pretty good. I think having Deshaun Watson too as a quarterback, you know, I don't, I'm not sure where you grabbed him at sixth, seventh round or something like that, but mm-hmm. definitely a guy who could potentially be the number one overall. You know, if Mahomes steps back at whatever, 500 yards and six, seven touchdowns, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the guy can't throw six touchdowns a game, every game, you know, like, like that yeah. shit's outrageous. Like it's got to regress at some point. So Deshaun Watson's ceiling and his floor is really high. So um, that's always good. Uh, sure. Third pick, Trey, um, who I hate I, with me in the four pick. I hated being next to Trey. I feel like we're always next to each other and we always snipe each other. But um, and he sniped me in this draft right off the bat. Quarterback, he's got the Bucks quarterback, and then he's got Aaron Jones at running back, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Thomas, who he selected third overall, which who I was going to pick fourth overall. He's got Cortland Sutton, Keenan Allen, Austin Hooper, Kareem Hunt, Christian Kirk, Henry Ruggs, Alexander Madison, Justin Jackson, Jalen Rieger, Jack Doyle. Hunter Renfro and the Raiders quarterback. Your thoughts on Trey? Yeah, good running backs, good receivers. I don't mind his roster at all. He's weak at tight end, but, you know, the top three wide receivers he got, um, they're more than enough to compensate for that there. And you can always pick up or stream tight ends throughout the season. I I like his roster a lot. I really like the Raiders quarterback situation. Um, And this is like out of left field. And I don't think a lot of people think this, but I have a feeling that Mariota is going to be the starting quarterback there. At some point in the season, I think Derek Carr is going to get benched. And hot take. Hot take. Uh, I think Mariota is going to be the guy there, and I think it's going to actually boost their offense for what they want to do. Aaron Jones, I, I don't, I wasn't a fan of Aaron Jones coming in this draft just because I think he's being taken way too high. Although he did get them, he got him back on the turn right um, mm-hmm. at twenty-one or twenty-two or whatever, which is probably where I would rather take him. Which was, I mean, that's decent, but. Usually you're seeing that guy go in the first round. I think that's ridiculous. Like, Yeah, he got, he got good value on ADP there with Aaron Jones. Yeah, uh, you know, last year was a lot of touchdowns when Devonta Adams was out of, the, out of the picture due to injury. So, you know, Michael Thomas, he's going to get 140 catches in a full-point PPR. Uh, that's pretty good. Saints are on a mission. They keep getting sniped out of the playoffs, and uh, they got to win one before Drew Brees goes out, of, out you know, so – yeah, for sure. I think he's got target monster guys, uh, Kareem Hunt. He likes those little pass-catching running backs. You can just, you know, that are going to have a role, but you can get them super late, you know, and stuff like that um, just to fill that flex spot. Christian Kirk, see what he does, you know. But having Rieger there, Jack Doyle, he can always put in a flex position too. I think his roster is pretty solid. So Yeah, he's set. We'll go on to um, this year's champion. It'll be um, – <laughs> And the only two-time champion of talk court fantasy football league. So you're winning every league, apparently. It's set in stone, man. It's set in stone. (laughs) This is the year of COVID, right? And I was talking to Glenn on the phone earlier today, and we were talking about how fucked up, like, everything is in the world. But it's going to be the year that Notre Dame wins the national championship and the Dodgers win the World Series. So we're going to think about this. We're going to be, like, you know, 70, 80 years old, talking about 2020 as the greatest year of all time because it's the only time within our entire life that we're going to win a championship. So, so yeah, I'm probably going to win this one too. Oh, I might have a third kid if the Dodgers win a World Series. Oh, man. I, I'll get myself pregnant. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting with the Browns quarterback. Um, I was high on Baker in the offseason. I have him ranked five overall at quarterback, um, but he goes as like the 15th, 16th quarterback off the board. So, dig that. Got Zeke, David Johnson, Juju Odell, Robbie Anderson, Hunter Henry, Raheem Mostert, Leonard Fournette, Zach Moss, Tony Pollard as a handcuff to Zeke, Rashad Perriman, don't really care for that. G.D. Westbrook, I really don't care for that either right now. Uh, Demir Bird, uh, big on him for 
New England, Zigbo, Peyton Barber. And right now I currently have in my first IR spot, Raquel Armstead, because he was on the COVID list last week. He just got taken yep. off of it. But so the thing is, is that it's not in season. And what I like to do, and I would recommend anybody do, is use that IR spot as long as you can. Right. Hold on to it. See if these guys, especially before the season, if a guy goes in the IR, get them in there because then you can add other players to your roster. And then if somebody gets cut from a team, then you know who to remove from the roster before opening day. And because your roster has to be, you know, so he's he's off the COVID list now. Yeah, he just got removed from it today, but I don't have to remove him until I want to set. If I want to remove like Leonard Fournette into my running back spot out of my flex or take uh, Robbie Anderson out for Demir Bird, which I'll most likely do. I have to remove him from the IR spot first. So that sounds like an abuse of powers. That sounds like some collusion there. Nope. It's been that way ever since the beginning and done it all the time. I've seen other people do it too. So um, you just can't make roster moves. So that kind of sucks. But your thoughts on my roster? Not bad. Not bad. I'm still not sold on David Johnson. And I feel like you aren't either. You have the most running backs in the league. No surprise there. You've got Robbie Anderson as your wide receiver three. I don't like that. I'm still not sure how Carolina is going to employ those guys and give CMC his huge workload. But if it doesn't work out, I think it's easily remediated on the waiver wire or some of those high upside, high upside guys you have on your bench. Yeah. I, I hate Robbie Anderson and Brashad Perriman and I drafted both of them. And Mm -hmm. that's, I've been looking at that in DD and I'm like, I, I want to dump these guys, but I can't right now. Like, cause I just don't know. Like, yeah, that's and that's the good thing though. Like you have guys on your bench that you're you can part with and pick up guys on the waiver wire yeah. once we get into week one. So like there's guys on the waiver wire thing. right now that I'm looking at that that I really like. So like I guarantee like week one I'm probably not going to have Dee Westbrook on my roster, and I may yeah. not have Brashad Perriman because I don't know if I really want a guy that's getting the ball like him or Robbie Anderson have to go so I can fit other people. But yeah, you got Jamison Crowder, Chris Herndon there, and it's at, it's an Adam Gase run offense. Like we know where. We know how that book's been written. It just seems like Brashad Perriman's like the worst guy there, so he's probably going to get the most target share. So he he flashed a little bit at the end of last year, so he's like high on everyone's radar for some reason. I don't know. And then I think I'm the only guy who thinks that Peyton Barber is going to be the man in Washington, and I've thought this from day one um, because <laughs> there's a there's a lot of Antonio Gibson truthers who will fight you. A lot of them, right? A lot of Antonio Gibson truthers, right? But at the same time, the guy carried the ball like 40 times last season or something like that, you know? So it's like uh, Peyton Barber's kind of proven and Ron Rivera's come out and been like, like they ask him questions about, you know, all these other running backs and all he keeps saying is, uh, you guys forget we have Peyton Barber on the roster, Mm -hmm. you know? It's going to be a committee and I think Barber will get like the first and second down. I think he's the best pass blocker in that in that um, scheme also, right? And that's why he got so much run in Tampa Bay too. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm looking for a guy on a bye week to throw in there, you know, I, I don't mind it. But I really like Zach Moss. I wanted to go really wide receiver heavy in this league, but that kind of went out the window when Trey took Michael Thomas because my plan was to go Michael Thomas, hope Juju comes around because I don't think a lot of people were looking at Juju early because of the running back hype, right? Mm-hmm. So Juju and then Odell Beckham, and that's those were going to be my three wide receivers but kind of went out the window. Yeah, you shifted strategy, and I think it worked out all right. I like that I got Moster and Fournette. Um, I liked Fournette a lot more in Jacksonville. So, um, But it is – Yeah, you got, you got like three or four premier, like, uh, you know, bell cow running backs. Yeah. So it's not bad. Yeah, I feel good about it. I think if I get injuries to anybody else besides Zeke, I'm fucked, though. So um, that kind of sucks, and I don't like that. I'm, Just I'm, let's not think about injuries. Yeah. Let's not do – that's not fun. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> all right, so in the fifth pick, Josh. So we knew he was going to fuck this up. He's got the Ravens quarterback, uh, Alvin Kamara, Phil Lindsay. <laughs> that one's funny. Terry McLaurin, Debo, Manny Sanders, Travis Kelsey, carry on Johnson, Golden Tate. He's also got the Saints quarterback because how could he not have the Saints quarterback and their running back and anybody else who could possibly be a Saint this year on his roster? So that, I feel like that's such a hard thing to deal with. But Curtis Samuel, Mohamed Sanu, good luck with that. He's not even on a roster. Chuck Hyde, Danny Amendola, Jimmy Graham. Imagine drafting a 45-year-old fucking tight end and Darius Geis. Your thoughts on his roster? Yeah. Our resident Saints fan took Alvin Kamara. Big surprise. Uh, he's hurting it running back otherwise. His receivers – are not starting out that great. Debo may or may not play week one. He's definitely not going to be 100%. Emmanuel Sanders is 56 years old, but I do like Terry McLaurin. Not as your wide receiver one, but maybe as your wide receiver two or three. He went Lamar and Kelsey early, hence the lack of depth there. Also worth noting, he has two players on his bench who are currently free agents. You got to fix that, Josh. Yeah. And like I put this together the day of this recording, which is a Sunday night, yeah. right before the week starts. And it's like we drafted a week ago. Or yeah. five days ago. So, yeah, you might want to pick up on the news, man. Um, hope, I'm hoping he doesn't listen to this. So, yeah, I think taking those guys so early and not having a plan around it, it felt like, is what it, is what it really felt like, right? Yeah. Like, when you're picking a Drew Brees, like, also, like, how do you decide if I'm going to play Lamar Jackson, right, or I'm going to play Drew Brees? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's so hard to make that decision. So, it's like, if you're going to pick another quarterback, pick someone who's, like, you know – like, yeah. I, you, I don't know how you make that depth chart. So Yeah, if you're going to go Drew Brees, like, what was Lamar, a third-round pick for him? Because he has Kelsey and Kamara. Second. So uh, he could have had a really good oh, yeah. running back or, like, a top-tier or maybe second-tier wide receiver. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you got to have a plan if you're going to go <laughs> tight end and quarterback that early. Yeah, because you're stuck with Philip Lindsay, who's a backup, right? Carry <laughs> um, on Johnson, who's backup. a backup. Now third, third on the depth third order, on maybe? on the depth chart, probably, right? Um, yeah. Danny Amendola, isn't he in Detroit too? Like, yeah. So, you know, you stick to two teams throughout your roster. It kind of limits your upside, I think. Um, I think he'll still beat Brandon Beisner, but that's probably about it. Yeah, that's like that's like saying that um, – <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to go down that route. All right. Uh, he's going he's gonna, to he's whoop my ass now when we play him. God damn it. Yeah, definitely. All right. All right. Uh, Wayne Henry's team, you got the Eagles – Quarterback, Dow Cook, David Montgomery, Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, Tyler Boyd, Zach Ertz, Deontay Johnson, Jameson Crowder, McCole Hardman, Hawkinson, Allen Lazard, Denzel Mims, Russell Gage, Broncos quarterback, and Bryce Love. Your thoughts on Wayne? Lots of wide receiver depth from Wayne here. After Delvin Cook, I'd be worried about the running back position. Montgomery has the groin injury, and he might miss week one, maybe a little bit more. Definitely not going to be 100% either. I'm not sure who he's plugging in if that happens. Like Beisner and a few others, he'll probably be spending big on any waiver wire running backs who hit early. So keep that in mind if you got a running back you're looking at after week one. Yeah, like if he can't, like Dave Montgomery is probably not going to play week one. So then you have to play Bryce Love because that's the only other running back he has on his entire roster, right? And, yeah. you know, I like his wide receivers. I don't know. I I really don't like when I pair a tight end with a quarterback. Um, but if you're going to have one, you probably want that one or the Chiefs, right? Um, but one bad week, and you got two positions that are really shot. Um, although I did do that with the running with you know Odell and the Browns quarterback, but um, mm-hmm. and I don't like that either. But I was like, I can't pass on Odell Beckham here. Yeah, 
you make a good point. If you're going to pair a quarterback in tight end, that is probably the, the pair right there because, yeah. you know, Deshaun Jackson's 85 years old. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, I believe, is starting the season on the pup. Jalen Rager has, I think, a two- to four-week injury. Yep. So he's not going to be there at the start. So, like, as far as continuity goes, it's, you know, Miles Sanders and Zach Ertz. That's it. Yeah. And I, I even like that better than Kelsey Mahomes because yeah. it always seems like it's either a Kelsey or a Tyreek Hill week, right? So yeah. it's like, do I want to deal with that? And what happens if they just have a bad week? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think he's going to have some work to do, but I think that he's he's good with that. He's got players he can drop to. Like, you know, he doesn't need Hawkinson. Nicole Hardman, like, people like him because he flashed, but he flashed when Tyreek wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You know, they still got Sammy Watkins, who somehow was still on rosters. You know, he can always drop an Allen Lazard, like, fuck that dude, or Denzel Mims, like, screw it. I'm not going to wait for a guy to flash in with the Jets, you know, or something like that. So, um, yep. but, yeah, I think he's he's decent as long as his dudes don't get injured. Um, bye weeks, I think, are going to hurt him a lot, though, but. Um, all right, moving on to Nick. He's got the Rams quarterback, James Conner, James White, Julio, DK, Anthony Miller, Evan Ingram, Derek Henry, Mike Evans in his starting positions. You got Michael Gallup on the bench, Matt Breida, Duke Johnson, Boston Scott, T. Higgins. This guy is definitely not a Bengals fan. CJ Uzumam and John Ross. Your thoughts on Nick? That's a lot of Bengals. <laughs> yeah. uh, I do like Nick's teams out. Nick's team outside of that, he has Goff at quarterback, not great, but they'll start out with Derrick Henry and James Conner at running back, Julio Metcalf and Mike Evans at receiver, Evan Ingram at tight end, Gallup, and probably James White or Matt Breda at his two flexes. So that's not bad at all. So nice job, Nick, but maybe next time don't draft as many Bengals. Yeah, I mean, he's our returning champion too, right? So it's like, I feel like he put in some pretty good work on how to build out his roster and stuff like that. I, I really dig what he did. And you know that he's active because he has Derrick Henry in his flex right now. And I believe they play Monday night, right? Which is a good veteran move. That's a pro tip. You always put like your earliest players in all your starting positions and your later players in your flexes in case there's an injury or something like that. Then you can always drop somebody, right? So yeah, he's, he's been, he's been looking at it, you know, and, and cause you don't draft Derrick Henry one and end up with him in your flex. So, um, yeah, kudos to Nick. I think he's I think he's really trying to go back to back really hard. He's trying to make a name for himself because he's so soft spoken. But I think he could do well. Duke Johnson, I think, is a good pickup too. I was kind of liking that. You know, you worry about David Johnson's health, but and he's also got rapport within the system and everything like that too. So he's gonna get on the field. Also worth mentioning, he added me today on Twitter. Aww. So looking forward to how that relationship blossoms. There we go. Uh, find Nick on Twitter. Next was Glenn in the eight hole. So Glenn has the Falcons quarterback, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup, A.J. Green, Hayden Hurst, Mark Ingram, Antonio Gibson, Sterling Shepard, Mike Williams, Sony Michelle, Dallas Goddard, Gio Bernard, the handcuff is Joe Mixon, James Washington, and still has DeAndre Washington on his roster, who was just cut. Your thoughts on Glenn? Yeah, definitely need to get rid of DeAndre Washington there. Uh, good running backs. He's good in the flex. We don't really know how much volume Antonio Gibson is going to get. We've talked a little bit about him. Um, But Mark Ingram's floor there is solid. That wide receiver, I don't like having Amari Cooper as the one. He gives you some great weeks, but he's kind of inconsistent. And then A.J. Green is another question mark. I don't even think he's healthy right now, and the season hasn't even started. So love Cooper Cup, but, you know, this will look a lot better if A.J. Green is normal A.J. Green. But if that's not the case, that's probably his weakness right there. Yeah, 
I don't like the Joe Mixon, AJ Green combo, right? But if you're going to get two guys and if you're going to say AJ Green is going to be something, right? Like, those are the two guys you probably want. Like, Joe Burrow has a big question mark, though. I mean, how many quarterbacks come into the league that are going to be awesome, right? Like, Mariota was supposed to be the shit, and now he's the backup on the Raiders, right? Just little things like that. Mark Sanchez took the Jets to an AFC championship game, you know, was, was a hot thing for a little bit, too. He was, he was actually balling out. He was doing really well. You know, they just don't pan out sometimes, so... Yeah, I think there's just a learning curve, and it's made even worse by the fact that there was no preseason. So yeah. it might take him a little bit of time to get up to speed. And offense. you're playing in the, what is that, the AFC North too, right? You yep. got Baltimore, yep. you got Pittsburgh, and even Cleveland's defense is pretty gnarly too. Like, they have the defensive line to do it all too, you know? So Yep, good point. And everybody hates the Bengals, so um, they just seem like the team that – they're like the, the old Oakland Raiders or the New York Yankees. Like, you just fucking hate them, like – I don't know. So I think AJ Green was just there in like the sixth round or something like that and just felt he couldn't pass him up, you know? Uh, yeah. Sterling Shepard holds some value too if he could play the slot there. Uh, Dallas Goddard, I think he's going to be able to flex out, you know, and stuff like that. Has a little bit of backup insurance with Jill Bernard. Sonny Michelle, you hope is going to be the, the guy in New England, right? Some floors. So I thought he did fairly well. Yeah, I think they cut Lamar Miller and yep. Damian Harris is starting the season injured. Yep. I think he had to have surgery on a finger. And I think Cam being there gives a little bit of like, you know, they're not talking a lot about what their offense is going to look like with Cam or anything like that. So maybe they get some of that, you know, read option stuff in there and Sonny Michelle can get some more open gaps, you know, with that. Yeah, yeah. I think you definitely give a slight edge to the running backs yep. anytime Cam's on the field. And especially at the goal line too. I think that you're going to have better percentages at the goal line when your quarterback can run the ball as well. So, um, so I think Sonny Michelle could be like, you know, have his, have his year to get, you know, 12, 12 to 1300 yards or something like that. So it happened. So the whipping boy of the league, um, the new whipping boy of the league is James. Uh, James has the Cowboys quarterback, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Chris Carson, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Lockett, Smokey Brown, Darren Waller, Justin Jefferson, John Brown, J.K. Dobbins, Michael Pittman Jr., Naheem Hines, Steelers quarterback, Jamal Williams, Benny Snell, and Blake Jarwin. Thoughts on James? Uh, glaring item. I don't like Justin Jefferson in any starting lineup yet. I think that might make sense like halfway through the year. But overall, I like his roster makeup. Good mix of high floor, low ceiling, and low floor, high ceiling guys throughout. So he has a balance. And then he has, a good, he has pretty good depth on his bench as well. So, you know, Dobbins, Hines, Jarwin, and I think he'll have something in Pittman as well, eventually, maybe not right out, out of the gate. Yeah, I wonder if, like, the Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack situation in Indianapolis is really intriguing to me because I think Naheem Hines is really good as a pass catcher, right? So having a guy like yep. Bill Rivers who was really good with a guy like Austin Eckler, you know, and even Melvin Gordon when he was there. Darren Sproles. Yep, and Sproles, if Jonathan Taylor can't be good in pass protection, right? then does that keep him off the field a little bit more until he gets good uh, halfway through the season? So Naheem Hines can hold some value. Maybe a, a running back in another position, get another team gets hurt. Marlon Mack gets a trade or something like that. Right. So um, I think that holds some value there too. JK Dobbins, they're going to run the shit out of the ball, I think in Baltimore. So I think that's going to be like a, a kind of like a 49er situation, but they're going to have a lot more on the ground as opposed to in the air, like the Niners. So. Um, Agreed. I thought it was decent. Um, I don't like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the first round. That dude went up so high, and it's it's weird to me. But um, yeah, you're drafting him at his ceiling at yeah, that point. Like he has to be the god, you know. And it's like, mm-hmm. eh. 
it really is that more likely or not you know but we'll see so it's a, definitely an offense that you want to be in so you can't you can't fault that and Andy Reid running backs but um, a lot of question marks there still all right uh Brandon he's a funny guy uh Packers <laughs> so is this roster Packers Austin Eckler Todd Gurley uh Devonta Adams Calvin Ridley Devonta Parker Gronk, Jarvis Landry, Brandon Cooks, Jordan Howard, Marlon Mack, Parrish Campbell, Jarek McKinnon, Randall Cobb, Jonu Smith, and Scotty Miller. Thoughts on Brandon? He seems to be soaking up as much Austin Eakler stock as he can. I think he has him in my league, 58 West King as well. I like the pairing with Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley, and Devontae Parker as his wideouts. He has Gurley and Gronk, so he's carrying some risk and he doesn't have much running back depth. He's got a ton of receiver depth, so look out for Brandon as he's going to be another one of those guys looking to spend big on the first running back that pops on the waiver wire. For sure. You'll definitely be contending with him. He's definitely got expendable assets too. So um, he does, you know, that I think that's always good. Like I don't want to have decisions to make weekly and he definitely doesn't have decisions to make weekly right now. So, um, you know, it makes it a lot easier to make those moves. So absolutely. Uh, All right. And then uh, Mr. Auto draft, Uh, he auto drafted again this year and it turned out okay for him. Octavio in the 11 hole. Cards quarterback, Miles Sander, Kenyon Drake, Adam Thielen, Bob Woods, Marvin Jones, Tyler Higby, Lev Bell, DeAndre Swift, Daryl Henderson, Jared Cook, Bills quarterback, Brandon Ayuk, Sammy Watkins, Daryl Williams, Eric Ebron. Thoughts? The auto drafter himself. So he's a little banged up before the season starts there with uh, Miles Sanders dealing with a hamstring, I believe, and Kenyon Drake in a precautionary walking boot. Shouldn't be an issue as he has some depth at running back with Le'Veon Bell and DeAndre Swift to plug in. If one of those guys does miss some time, I like his receivers. I like his tight end, and he has Kyler Murray, who could ascend in his second year. They added Hopkins there. Thanks, Bill O'Brien. He also has Josh Allen. I just noticed that. So lots of upside, um, lots of rushing upside between his quarterbacks. I like his roster, and honestly, I think I just need to start auto-drafting myself. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) auto-draft and just X out players that you don't want, right? Yeah, um, no no Rojo. It it seems to work, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Rojo. Yeah, um, I like that with it being a full point, you know, per reception, you got a guy like Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake, who are in good offenses. They're going to be able to run the ball and catch the ball and they're bell cows, right, for their team. Yep. Um, I think this is the year that the Eagles kind of get away from being so committee where they're using three, four running backs a game and stuff like that. Left Bell, the floor is okay, right? You know, you're going to get 60, 70 yards and put a couple catches here and there. So you can probably look at 10 points a game or something like that. You might not get many of those like 25 that you used to get, 30 points in Pittsburgh. But when you're looking to flex out somebody, you know, that's there. DeAndre Swift, kind of weird that they took an AP in Detroit, but it is what it is. I think he still has the job. I don't think Adrian Peterson is going to move in there and be something. I think it's more of a, hey, be a veteran or our guy here, right? Um, it's just weird going back to the division that you came out of, right, where, like, your name was built. But at least he's not a Packer. Um, so I think he gets a, a, a pass there for going. I think it's just – I think that was just some insurance. You know, Karrion Johnson is, isn't the most healthy running back. And I think it's just going to be he's – be, he's there for insurance on Johnson, and then he's there to bridge the gap for DeAndre Swift because there is going to be a learning curve for that guy. Yeah, definitely. You know, I like – the Daryl Williams on the back end. Did wait? Did he get cut or no? Was it Darren Williams or who was the Daryl Williams or what's the other? I don't guy know if he was it? DeAndre. I don't Washington know if he was, was the one that got cut. No. It was Washington. Yep. So uh, Daryl Williams being there, um, he could potentially have some value too if Ceh doesn't, you know, do do a grip um, or can't pick up pass protection and stuff like that too. So 
Um, don't care for Sammy Watkins, but if someone gets hurt, Sammy Watkins has some value. So fuck this guy. Clint finished <laughs> and was in the 12th spot. He actually doesn't – he hated being here so much. But he's got the, the Hawks quarterback. Go Hawks. Um, not a Hawks fan. I'm a Niner fan. But I like when Russell Wilson says go Hawks. It just does something to me, man. Like I want to – Watch I'll take that over Mr. Unlimited, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that is never, you're never going to let that one down. Like, until, oh. until you're grave. Like, it makes me feel uncomfortable just thinking about it. I hope you die before me because I'm going to put Mr. Unlimited on your tombstone. I'll, I'll tag it, dude. I'll get, I'll get one of the homies from California. Come back and haunt you in my afterlife. <laughs> uh, Josh Jacobs at running back, Devin Singletary. Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs, Mark Andrews, Rojo, uh, CeeDee Lamb, Tevin Coleman, Nikhil Harry, Chris Thompson, um, which is probably going to turn out really good. Fitz, A.J. Dillon, Irv Smith, and Cole Beasley. So I think we're accustomed to Clint having like really great drafts. So at first glance, my instinct was to like his roster. I don't really hate it, but Jacobs won't get the receiving work we all want him to get. Thanks, John Gruden. Singletary is in a committee with Moss and Josh Allen is there to vulture touchdowns. Mm -hmm. And then Ronald Jones has Leonard Fournette to contend with, even though Bruce Arians is saying, you know, Ronald Jones is his guy. I don't believe a damn word that man says. So his receivers are almost exclusively low floor, high ceiling guys. So he's either going to score 90 points each week or he's going to score 180. And since I said all of that, I'm probably getting the 180 when we play each other. Definitely. I'm definitely getting the 180. Like, it'll be the one week <laughs> that Ronald Jones does something stupid, mm -hmm. you know, where he's not – I think he's Bruce Arians' guy because he's going to, like, bring him new, like, dry erase markers or something there like that, go. right? Um, you know, a hoagie. You bring him a hoagie on the sideline. <laughs> but That's he's really thing. heavy in the bills, right? You got Stephon Diggs. You got – Devin Singletary and Cole Beasley, right? And those are players that you might have to put in. And that kind of scares me. AJ Dillon, I think, could possibly take the job from Aaron Jones, right? Like Aaron Jones is going to be there, but the, how do you say it? The coaching staff, I wanted to say administration. Administration. <laughs> so the administration um, there last year was almost 50 50 split with Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams before Jamal Williams got hurt. Right. They're not sold on Aaron Jones. And, and then as Jamal Williams got hurt, Devonta Adams also got hurt. So that's where all the Aaron Jones hype came from. They love Jamal Williams. I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't understand it either, but it's like all that came with when they had nobody else. Right. So it's like, yeah. well, I guess we're going to run the ball, you know, you know, and they're a good team too. So it's like, they didn't have to pass a lot and stuff like that. So I think that, can hold some value there. I could see Aaron Jones being one of those guys who gets traded midseason also, right? Because he's in a contract year. There's like eight of the top 12 court running backs, 12, 16 running backs in the league who are in contract years right now. Some of them assign like Mixon and Cook and stuff like that. But there's a lot mm -hmm. of guys who are like, uh, Fournette was one of them too. So there's a lot of guys who are uh, on the hook. And I think that they drafted A.G. Dillon to replace Aaron Jones because I don't think they really care for him too much. So. Uh, yeah, I think LaFleur wants what he had or what they what he saw in Tennessee. Yeah. Like they want an offense to run through their version of Derrick Henry. And I believe that is AJ Dillon. I don't know if you've seen that dude's quads, but he is oh. a massive mountain of a man. They are so massive. Like he's so big. So big. So big. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> uh to Toby from the office. Uh if you want to hear about that, go over to uh Champions League. Uh, Champions Dynasty League podcast, and you'll find out why um, I have a fascination with Toby from The Office. Uh, 
but yeah, I think he's just, I, I don't like the running backs and I'm a big running back whore. Um, even though I went into this draft, wanting to go wide receiver heavy. Um, that really bugs me. I want that surety. And uh, mm-hmm. he always seems to figure it out. He's the highest performer in this entire league. And every year I feel like his teams suck ass. So um, mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. Other than team quarterback, we also added three additional IR spots for our COVID-19 concerns. Uh, we have a total of four IR spots in this league now. Uh, however, three of them can't be used for traditional injuries. So with that said, all four can be used for COVID, but not more than one for a traditional injury. Uh, another news and note. Also, if the NFL season should get cut short, which I don't really feel will happen, here are a few items for the league champion's determination. If the season lasts more than 10 weeks, the overall record leader will be the champion. Tiebreaker will go to total points scored. Should the season last less than 10 weeks, total points leader will be crowned champion. Thoughts, Tony? This is the first time you're hearing it. So this is the first yeah, time anybody no. hearing it. I know. I'm trying to let it soak in. You know, I think it makes sense. I think it's fair. Um, you know, we talked a lot, I think, about COVID and how, you know, what we would do if the season was cut short or, you know, maybe doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, I think we also mentioned that, you know, the NFL gets to watch the MLB. They get to watch the NHL and the NBA kind of do their thing and kind of adjust course if they need to. I think the NFL has done a great job. If you watch Hard Knocks, you kind of see the testing that the Rams and the Chargers have to do before those guys even get into the facility. And then obviously they're not quarantined, but they're in, you know, hotels and stuff kind of isolated um, from the outside world. So as long as they keep doing that, I think we're going to have a full season. So I don't think any of this will apply, but I think the way you have it set up is fair. I like it. During the draft, we had a Zoom session up. Six, seven people were in there, you know, and we're talking about this and this, this came up and I really didn't have an answer. And someone was like total points, and I I don't not sure if it was Nick or someone mm-hmm. like that. I think it was might have been Nick that brought it up total points, and it got me thinking. And I was like, well, that makes sense because you know if it if it ends at six weeks, like man, I can go zero and six, and then fucking run the table seven and six, make the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. In this league, like seven and six can make the playoffs. Like it's just it's happened before. Where yeah. like we have a lot of people in that bubble range, five to seven, five eight wins, right? So that's where the majority of the league is. So. I didn't want to say like your record has to like, at what point does the record kind of like settle in a little bit, you know, who's the cream of the crop and who's not, you know? So I figured the best way to do that would be at the 10 week mark kind of just came up with that. So it works. That's that. So ESPN has predictions every single year, right? So when we use their software uh, and you, they actually update it throughout the season. So you can go anytime and look at what it's saying who the winner of the league, who will finish in each individual slot of first to 12th, right? Have you seen this? I haven't seen, I haven't seen what the forecasts are, no. All right, so final standings projections at the time of the draft, and these have changed, but at the time of the draft, it listed out Wayne Henry being first, Trey being second, Chad being third, Octavio being fourth, you finishing fifth, James sixth, Brandon seven, Josh eight, Nick nine, Clint 10, my brother at 11 and me in 12th, I guess Mm -hmm. after some moves and news and notes, these have changed. I'm still at 12. Glenn's bumped up like four spots and a couple people bumped up one or two spots right now. It thinks that Chad's going to win the league. Well, I like where the Molinay squad is at, but I don't like anything about the top four. I do think if we're talking last place, I think that's going to Peterson. 
I'm not sure what the algorithm's looking at, but it's clearly not looking at Peterson's roster holistically. Nope. So that's that's my opinion. So I was trying to dig, I dug into this a little bit today to figure out like, how does it predict this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And the only thing I could come up with when I'm looking at these rosters and where they go is that it uses total points scored projected for the entire roster top to bottom. So it doesn't take into effect or factor in like when you draft a Tony Pollard or Zeke Elliott, right? Tony Pollard's expected to get like 300 yards the entire season, maybe one touchdown, right? So it automatically says like your roster is so much weaker than this other guy who's going to get 800 yards and, Mm -hmm. you know, three touchdowns or something like that, right? Like that guy's a three times better player than what you have on your roster. So I don't think it takes into account like roster build and why you do those things and how you solidify your roster to protect it against other things, mm-hmm. especially guys who have multiple quarterbacks you'll see at the top also. So that was kind of an indicator for me too. Like I don't have two quarterbacks on my roster, so I'm all the way at the bottom. Right. But it's like a guy who has the Raiders and someone else is obviously near the top because a quarterback is expected to score hundreds and hundreds of points. With that being said, and knowing that we've had most of these people in the league for at least a few years now, um, I think the most recent addition was Nick, and that's been like three years or something like that. Who do you feel is going to make it to the championship game? Who's going to win the championship, and who will be your Sacco? You obviously said Josh is the Sacco. Yeah, I'm thinking Josh is the Sacco. Get the rosters here so I can break it down one more time. I don't want to be biased and say I'm going, <laughs> but I do I do like my roster. Yeah. Um, I do give an edge to like teams that have Mahomes or CMC. And fucking Chad has both yeah. Mahomes and CMC yeah. <laughs> and his team's built pretty decently around them. So I can see Chad making it there. I think you said he was one of the top four or five teams yep. based on the Algo. I like that he has Chase Claypool too. I think he's he going to be number two That's for a, Pittsburgh. That'll be a second half yeah. for sure. Not big on Clint's team. I can see Valdez getting back up there as long as he doesn't fuck it up. Yeah, his team's pretty good though, the way it is. Mm-hmm. That'd be my guess. Yep, we'll go Chad and Valdez, and I'm taking Chad's team to win it all. To win it all. All right. So Chad, Octavio in the championship. That means Octavio's going to lose two championships in a row. <laughs> Chad's going to win his first one, um, and then Josh is going to get his first sacco, which is outrageous that he hasn't had more sacos before. <laughs> Obviously, behind my outstanding roster. Um, I don't know. I think I can compete, but injuries are going to fuck me up in the wide receiver core, and I feel like that's going to happen. So, um, damn. I guess I – yeah, Chad's team, I think, is built for it. The Denver Broncos situation kind of scares me a little bit, but I think he's got other guys in that, you know, that range that can provide for him. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would go Chad, and then I think – I think that – Glenn or Nick can make it, but if I'm looking at their rosters one for one, I'm probably going to say Nick. Um, he's got the second half running back, the winter running back in Derrick Henry, so he's going to get that when he needs it. James Conner stays healthy. He's going to be a stud. You know, uh, obviously Julio, Evan Ingram, if he can stay healthy. like He's got health concerns, but I think his roster is built pretty good. He's got expendable assets to be able to go chase big money on free agents and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. I guess my championship game pick would be Chad and Nick. And then I'm going to say that Nick repeats. And then mm. my Sacco is definitely, my Sacco is 
definitely, 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 definitely going to be James. No, Ooh, James. Yep, James. James is going to be my okay. backup. So um, I think having guys like Justin Jefferson, John Brown there are going to be detrimental. What if Michael Pittman Jr. doesn't pan out well and Jack Doyle gets a lot of target share, T.Y. Hilton, the running back game and stuff like that. I think he's going to have a hard time at points uh, with Dak and Ben because I believe in Ben also. Um, And then, you know, who gets the touchdowns in Baltimore? Who's getting the ball near the goal line? Is going to be J.K. Dobbins, or are they going to go and say, you know what, hey man, sit sit back a little bit, learn some from Mark Ingram. This shit's too important down here at the goal line. Yeah, Ingram did it so well last year. I don't see why they yeah. don't give him that role this year. Yeah. I think James gets the sacko, um, and that's that. So, all right, we'll have to revisit this at the end of the season. Yep, I'll clip this out, and we will get there. So, anything to plug, uh, and where can the people find you in the social sphere? Yeah, absolutely. So I run a league, 58 West King. Uh, myself and my co-commission, Matt Graham, we have a podcast, 58 West King, fantasy football podcast. You can find it pretty much anywhere you can find your podcast, this podcast. Uh, also, I'm on Twitter, at 58WKingPodcast. We post all of the updates for our podcast there. We talk fantasy football. We talk life. It's a good time. Check us out. Cool, man. Yeah, I would encourage anybody to go out there. There's a shit ton of podcasts in 58 West King Champions League is kind of stalled a little bit, um, but we'll, we'll get those ones up here too, especially in season. Um, really intrigued with that being Dynasty too. So, um, but, yep, definitely go give them a follow. Follow the podcast. You get a lot of notes out there too. So, um, all right, let's wrap this thing up. Like a Wayne Henry, uh, any final words, Tony? All right, so this one is for the single people or the married people. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. So Tinder's for rookies. Here's what you need to be doing. First, you open up a browser, go to Facebook Marketplace, and then you search for wedding dresses. It's going to show you recently divorced females in your area. From there, you can filter by size. You're welcome. All right, so let us know your thoughts on how each of our teams was shaped out, uh, how you think the draft went. And who's the winner and loser of the draft and overall your predictions in the comments of wherever you see this posted in a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on or send us your thoughts individually on Twitter. You heard Tony at 58WK Podcast and you can find me at Naderade530. For Tony, coast of the 58 West King Football Podcast. I'm Nate. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Lots of butt stuff tonight. You'll have another drink. All right, I got to get off. Yeah, that's not helping.